You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, we hope you're having a great day on a Thursday, almost to the weekend, 4 o'clock, an hour from now. We've got a big announcement here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Make sure you stay tuned. Mark Zeno is in from Mike Bell, and this news just coming from Adrian, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN that restricted free agent center DeAndre Ayton has agreed to a four-year, $133 million, million dollar max maximum offer sheet. He's agreed to do this with the Pacers. Now, because he's a restricted free agent, the Suns have 48 hours to match the deal. But, Zeno, you just told me it's the largest, largest offer, offer sheet in NBA history. He's gone. And the reason why this is interesting and important for us is because many of you Hawks fans, we've talked about the potential of trying to get DeAndre Ayton here. And we've said, if you're going to continue to add, what else do we need? Um, Mike and I have said many times on this show over the last month and a half, Ayton is better, was a better fit, okay, than um, who am I thinking of, Bo, that went from Utah, uh, Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert, yeah. He gets traded for four first-round picks, and we were under debating this. This goes back again, about a month and a half or so. We were more about Ayton, his skill set, working with Trey, than we were about Rudy Gobert. Now, Gobert has been traded. He's in Minnesota, and now it looks like DeAndre Ayton is going to Indiana after getting this $133 million max offer sheet from the Pacers. I would be shocked if the Suns match it, partly due to the fact that I think they still are in the in the in the mix, maybe for Kevin Durant. Now I've talked to a few people around the league, um, and they have told me that the Miami Heat are going to try to do everything they can to make this work. The problem to is get Durant, you mean. to get Durant. The problem becomes the Nets are going to have to move Ben Simmons to make it happen, and this has to do with the rule in the NBA with. Having two max guys, contracts, yes, and, on yeah. rookie deals. And so there are going to be multiple transactions that will have to happen. But the idea that Kevin Durant says, I want to go to the Suns or the Heat, is still very alive. Even though DeAndre Ayton, whether he was going to be there or not, and we said maybe he's a trade piece, we didn't know. But I think, Zeno, this is something now. If you're, I mean, a, if you're a Hawks fan, you're looking at the landscape, right? We're not getting Durant. Nope. We're not getting Ayton. Nope. Rudy Gobert's off the market. Nope. Donovan Mitchell wants to be traded. But you you don't need him with Deontay Murray here. So, you you look uh, for the Haw- from a Hawks perspective. I have two questions. One from a Hawks perspective: John Collins getting traded? No. Uh, he's he's here. You don't have a dance partner. I think so too. You don't have a dance partner right now. I mean, unless there's some fancy way that they can move Collins and somehow. I mean, I know your guys' thoughts on Ben Simmons, but that'd be the only player of equitable value, perceived equitable value, in Ben Simmons for John. So unless you're, that doesn't help you to trade away Collins for Simmons. You want Collins and Simmons. So, and oh by the way, uh, the Suns are out of the. What do the Suns have to trade for Kevin Durant right now? They've got nothing. Mm. 
What do they have to trade? Even in a multi-team deal, what do they have to, to offer anybody of worth? He was the piece that they had to offer to get in exchange for Durant. And as much as Durant would like to play with Chris Paul, uh, I don't know if that's a real reality. I mean, could they trade away Devin Booker? I suppose they could. But then Kevin Durant is playing with just Chris Paul. So, uh, yeah. And, and the, the real annoying part about all this, more than anything, uh, is that now it looks like Durant's going to stay in the East. Welcome to the fourth seed at best. I, I mean, that's just, just the reality of the situation. Oh, stop. I wouldn't go Come that on, far. Dudes. I wouldn't go that You're far. You're telling me if Durant ends up in Miami or Durant ends up, uh, who's the other team in the East? Philadelphia, maybe? Uh, come on. Let me say this. Zeno, I'm big on this. Let me see. Let me see it. Two seasons ago, nobody thought we were going to beat anybody. Oh, they're going to the Knicks. They're going to the Garden, man. They done. Our star does a bow and sends them home. Oh, they got to go to 76ers, boy. MV's going to crush these guys. They suck. We sent them packing. Nobody Different. thought we were do- No, it's not. The point is, let me see. I'm not going to rush to judgment on this and say that if Durant stays in the East, we have no shot. Here's what I will tell you guys, and we're a long ways away. Again, all these moves in the NBA, we're still seeing where this free agent stuff is going to shake out. There will be a sense of urgency to start the season, I can tell you that. There's not going to be this clowning around, oh, the regular season just don't mean as much stuff that we heard last year. I can guarantee you that. What I won't guarantee you is just because Durant stays in the East, hell, they didn't make it out in the, they didn't make it to the finals last year, you know? And he had Kyrie. I'm not going to jump the gun and Every say that. Situation, listen, I mean, I didn't say they were going to win the title. I said welcome to the four seed in the East at best. Over 82 games of regular season, you're not going to be better than they are. Boston. Boston, Milwaukee, and let's just say if Durant to Miami. There you go. Welcome to the four seed in the East. And then if you can find a way to be better than Philadelphia, sure. You can find a way to be better than Let me see. Toronto, sure. Show me. I want to see it. Show me state. I want to see it. You can you can absolutely take that angle. Me, not so much. I'm more of a realist. You're not better than those teams. Unless you start to play that thing. What's that thing that they need to play? What's that thing? What, the play in turner? No, defense. That's if you true. start playing defense, then maybe we can have a different conversation. That's because true. that's what it's about for me, Dukes, more than anything else. You're, no, you, you, you have are not right about changed that. the defensive right contract of this roster other than Ed and Deontay Murray at this point. Yes, I know that they added some other smaller pieces. But in reality, for the guys who are going to play 30 minutes a night, you only added one player on defense. And you need to add more than that if you'd like to be at that level. All right, if you'd I- like to compete for a top three seed in the East, you better play some D. I got to mention this. Then we got to get to an NFL blitz. Um, so Phoenix has until Saturday night, 11.59 Eastern. What are you guys doing Saturday? <laughs> to match this offer, which is $133 million, okay, four-year deal for DeAndre Ayton. We're talking about NBA free agency. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mark Zeno in for Mike. The contract is binding and a sign-and-trade, this is important, cannot be completed. So this is what we were just talking about okay. with the Durant situation. If Phoenix matches this, Aiton has veto power on any trade after January 15th. He cannot be traded to Indiana. Does this make sense to you? So if Phoenix matches and he goes back to Phoenix, mm-hmm. they give him $133 million in four years. DeAndre Aiton has veto power on any trade after January 15th. He can't be traded to Indiana, which means – if they wanted to make this deal later in the season and Durant stays with Brooklyn and they say, this is cool, we'll match it, 
We'll get him back and we'll move him. Well, the trade deadline is February. So in essence, he's got all the power. I think that's important to mention. All right, we'll come back to this. It is news. Well, that's the only way it actually can happen. They have to match it and then trade him. That's the, the way they get Durant. That's yeah. the only option they have. But if Aiton has veto power on any trade after January 15th. He's, after. He's well, not, they, could, they could try correct. it now, and they got to get him traded before the season. Correct, and that's what I'm saying. So it, that's where it gets sticky if they can't find other trade partners. All right, let's get to an NFL. Welcome to the NFL. And notes from around the league. This is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Uh, do you like the Manning cast? Love it. Me too. And I didn't know if I would. The first night, 10 minutes in, I'm tweeting, this is incredible. And it ended up being great all year. Now Amazon Prime is looking to add and maybe launch their own quarterback cast. But they're talking about maybe adding Drew Brees. And these are just names. I don't know who they're going to add. Brett Favre. Favre. Will, will it work, Zeno? Will it work for Amazon Prime? Because here's the deal. Everybody sees the Mannings they're and they go, this is, this is great. Yeah. And you know what the difference is, guys? Um, and you need to realize this. There's only one Peyton Manning and only one Eli Manning. And, and part of what makes the Manning cast so great is that they're brothers. Like, they already have a pre-existing chemistry and relationship that has been built for the last 40 years. You're trying to, 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 to copy something that literally isn't the same. I mean, you and I could do a great Manning cast, but we're not brothers. They, they, they play off each other so much better, and they can joke with each other so much. It's not just about... What they bring from a football acumen standpoint, it's about their relationship and how they can, you know, take jabs at one another subtly uh, and, and are allowed to do that, you know, in, in a way that other people won't. And it's like the same thing with the K-Rod cast that they do on Sunday Night Baseball. That's great. But Michael K isn't sitting there taking shots at, at, uh, at A-Rod going, boy, that ball went a long way. He might have been on what you were on, A-Rod. Like, he's not saying that in the middle of the – that's what makes the Manning cast great. It's because Peyton Manning's eating a chicken parm sandwich on air. And it's because his brother calls him out on it. It's because his brother calls him out that he beat Brady and he could beat Brady and he didn't. Yeah. You know, like those are the things that make it unique and fun. You're trying to recreate something that you don't have the ability to recreate. I don't think it works either. Stop trying so hard. I don't think it works Find either. Find something different. Yeah. Um, that is the uniqueness. And by the way, they got offered, I think, to leave ESPN. They were like, no, we're good. Eh, we're fine. You know? Yeah, because they don't need it. No. They, they get to dictate the terms. Yep. Totally true. Hey, Tom Brady is back. We know that. What about him coming back next year? Wait a minute. What? Yeah, um, in an interview with Variety, Tom Brady turns 45, by the way, next month. Dear Lord. If he throws for 5,000 yards and 44 touchdowns or 50 touchdowns like he did, this guy's a cyborg. I mean, honestly, if he does it again. But asked about whether he will return or this will be his final year, quote, I would say it's year to year. Could be my last year. Absolutely. Could I change my mind? Absolutely. How long are we going to play this game? How long are we going to play this game? As long as they want to keep playing it. Now, here's my question. Everybody was mad at Brett Favre, speaking of Brett Favre, when he did this. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm retired. I'm not retired. Oh, I'm going to go play. I'm not going to play. Oh, I'm playing with the Jets. I'm not going to play. Everybody was all, they were so over it. With Brady, why does it feel different? Because I think it feels different. Because, one, you know, Brady 
is still winning at a really high level. I think that's the ultimate difference here. You know, when Favre, look, when Favre was retiring, he was definitively the best quarterback in the game. Is that fair to say it? I it mean, is. I'm trying to think of who was around. It was seems like it was so long ago that, uh, who was it, Jeremy Edwarder was sitting on his front lawn for <laughs> six straight weeks. Must have been so annoying for Ed. I remember that. In, in a camper, in a tent. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I, I think that it matters because when Brady retires, we know this sport is going to take a seismic shift. And it's almost like everybody's wanting it to happen. But in the same respect, we're conflicted because we love watching him play. And we know he's going to be really good. Yeah. I just, it's crazy because everybody was so over the Brett Favre story. I remember it so vividly uh, when we were talking about it back when. Hey, the Falcons are going to charge $5 to see their open practice 6.30 p.m. August 15th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Now, the proceeds are going to uh, benefit Emory Healthcare's research and discovery programs. So it goes to a good cause. If you don't get a chance to go up to Flyer Branch for their open practices, mark it down. August 15th, 6.30 p.m., they're going to have an open practice down at the Benz. Tickets can be purchased at AtlantaFalcons.com beginning on Monday if you are interested. All right, we're coming back. The manager of our Atlanta United Soccer Club is coming up next. Big win for him and the club last night. Oh, sorry, 340. Thank you. 340 in 20 minutes. When we come back, though, we're going to talk about the teams that could win a national championship. Gonzalo Pinedo at 340 here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Dive in the history and culture of baseball. Unofficial rule book. It's unwritten with former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. Guys, unwritten looks at all the secrets and not-so-secret guidelines that big leaguers follow while playing the game. You can get the podcast at, on the Odyssey app and at odyssey.com as well. Uh, this week they're talking about blowouts, which is interesting because, you know, if you have a, a game that is where a team is up a certain amount of runs, you talk to guys in the game and they'll tell you, you know, you're supposed to kind of just lay off. And this has always been one of those interesting things. Check out the podcast, guys. Again, it's called Unwritten. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Big announcement coming up at 4 o'clock here on the show. Um, Mark Zeno, who has a legitimate chance to win a national championship? As we count down to NFL camps opening up here in about uh, eight days or so with rookies reporting and then vets and then, you know, Friday the 29th, we're at it. What about college football? Mm -hmm. Because right now the Georgia Bulldogs are the reigning champions. And how many teams, in your estimation, can really win the championship? Okay, so if I had told you, Dukes, that there were only 15 teams that can actually win the national title this year, okay. you wouldn't be surprised by that, right? I think every notable college football fan can look at it objectively and go, yeah, there's probably only 15 programs that have a legitimate shot to win it. But there is actually a statistical slash mathematical formula that backs this up. Now, if you're not familiar with the blue chip ratio, uh, Bud Elliott on 24-7 Sports uh, puts this column out, I think, yearly. But the blue chip ratio basically states that you have to be able to sign more four- and five-star recruits, a.k.a. blue chips, than two- and three-star players over the previous four recruiting classes. So whatever you did in the last four recruiting classes, mm. get your blue chip ratio for this year. Um, now, this does not guarantee if you do this, you'll win a national title, but a team not meeting this criteria is almost guaranteed to not win it. See Cincinnati, right? And that's what this really, you know, that's one of the things I think is an interesting component to all of this. Now, how is this all weighed? They look at high school players and JUCO scholarship, JUCO scholarship signees. Those are the ones that count. They don't look at transfer portal, right? Because there's different rules for transfer portal than there is for recruiting. Um, and they don't look for walk-ons. 
So other than that, it's all, you know, star recruiting. And again, stars for recruiting can be a little bit of a skewed system, but it's fairly accurate, right? It's, 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 it's refined itself over the years and has been pretty good. Now, just for some frame of reference here, okay, the team last year, Georgia, had an 80% BCR, blue chip ratio, and won it all against the number one team who had the number one blue chip ratio last year. Alabama. And that was Alabama. In 2020, Alabama had an 83%. Okay, all four playoff teams were blue chip ratio schools. And that all four playoff teams were blue chip ratio schools for five consecutive years until Cincinnati snapped the streak. Uh, last year. 2019, LSU won it with a 64%. Uh, 2018, uh, Clemson won it with a 61%. Alabama won it in 2017 with an 80%. Uh, Clemson took it in 2016 with a 52%, and then you can keep going down the line. So basically, your previous four years of recruiting determined your blue-chip ratio this year. The 15 teams that meet the blue-chip ratio of having more four- and five-star recruits then two- and three-star recruits over the last four years. So you got to be above a 50% threshold. You want me to give you this from the top to the bottom or the bottom to the top? Give me the bottom to the top. Give me the 15 and let's count down. Okay. Uh, so you want the worst team, the uh, lowest yes. percentage first. Yes. Who is Auburn is at 54%. Okay. Miami and, and Penn State are at 55%. And by the way, it's interesting that we mention all that we're going to mention all these schools. As you hear them, what we're telling you is they have a chance to win the national championship based on this recruiting. This trend for the last, okay. you know, 15 years. Yes. All right. Okay. So when based I, on how you recruit. So when you say Auburn, and there are some people right now going, oh, Auburn doesn't have a chance. From a recruiting standpoint, standpoint, they do. They have a chance. And I'll, I'll explain another thing why this is so critical. We, we, and we can't tell you that coaches won't screw this up. Right. Okay. And again, this doesn't guarantee you win it. Right. What it says, basically, is if you haven't met this above 50% threshold, you're, not getting you're guaranteed not to win it. You're not going to get there. Um, okay, so Miami and Penn State at 55, Michigan at 59, Oregon and Florida at 60%. Notre Dame comes in at 62%, Clemson 63, LSU 66, Texas at 68. Your boys, Texas. Now they moved up. Uh, and, and listen, this has been the issue with Texas, and, and nobody wants to hear this because they're not in the SEC yet. It's not been the talent. No, it's been coaching. It's been coaching. All right, and it's been this carousel of trying to figure that out. Now that Sark is there. Quarterback problems, too, as well. Well, and now they hopefully have that fixed. I mean, they started Hudson Card last year for a couple of games. <laughs> they over, did. Over, what's that kid's name, Montgomery or Thompson? Thompson, Thompson. was it? Thompson what was a beast. What an awful mistake yeah. that was in the, in the uh, what do you call it, game, in the Arkansas game. He was a beast. Oh, it's disgusting. But they should have that fixed. But to your point, recruiting-wise, they're, they're in the They're mix. right there. Right. right there. Last four classes have all been a, more, more four- and five-star recruits than two and three. All right, top five. A&M at 70. Oklahoma, 71. Georgia, 77. Ohio State at 80 and Alabama at 89%. Wow. Now, two things here. One, I'd like to harken back to Nick Saban worrying about his level playing field. Yeah, bro, it's not a level playing field when you're recruiting 89% of four- and five-star athletes over two- and three-star. Well, he knows how to close it. Okay, but let's not call it a level playing field. You have a decided advantage over everybody else. You're getting better athletes. Yeah, but that happens when you win. Okay. Ohio State could say the same thing, so could Georgia. Because I'll tell you this. When Kirby took over this program, they weren't on this list. And what I mean by that is they weren't as high. High on this list. They right. were recruiting. They were at 55 56%, not 80%. That's There's, a huge difference. And that is the jump that you've seen. Yeah. Right? Under Mark Rick recru- recruited well. That's a given. Yep. But it's gone up a notch. And now if you're telling me they're in this realm of 80 85 90%, you're, you're competing for a national championship every year. Texas A&M went from ninth to fifth in just one year. Because they had the number one So they class. got one class that yep. really catapulted them and changed them there. Here's the other thing about this that I think should be brought to light because I'm anti-college football playoff expansion. 
Okay. And, and I love it. I want, I want 12 teams. Go ahead. No, you don't. You want to know why? Because you're going to see Alabama whoop up on Cincinnati every single time when you put those. If, if this was about putting these 15 schools in who have similar athletes and can match up, that's a different conversation. But it's not about going going to 12 schools. is about letting UCF and Cincinnati and Houston and BYU in there so they can get whooped up on by Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and A&M. All right, now, I don't need to see that football game. Who are the last uh, – take 15, 14, 13 out. Take, okay. who, who, are, who is that? Auburn, in this case, Auburn, Miami, and Penn State. All right, let's just say they're out. And by the way, Miami's killing it in recruiting right now. Yeah. But those who are keeping notes. Well, that crystal ball guy is working out pretty he, well over there. He is. And I've said this. Miami's not back. They may be on the way if he keeps recruiting like this. Give me the 12 teams that are left. Michigan or – like, okay, let's, let me phrase it this way. If I told you that these 12 teams were going to make the college football playoff next year, everybody would be doing backflips. Michigan, Oregon, Florida, Notre Dame, Clemson, LSU, Texas, A&M, OU, Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama. You'd be like, yeah, I want to see that tournament. And that's why I want 12, But you're you not know? getting those 12 teams. That because is interesting. Because there are people out there going, but Cincinnati deserves a chance. They went undefeated. You, you, USC deserves a chance. You're going to get one of those schools. A majority of the 12, the 10 of the 12 are going to be those well, schools. You may as well give the team playing that school a bye. That's why I want expansion. That this but would no, be great. That, you're going to tell gonna happen. How can you tell me that would be great because, because this is not what I'm guaranteed in expansion. Because what I'm guaranteed is expansion is oh, we got, we got to get a couple of group of five schools in here because San Diego State had a great year, so let's just put them in the playoff against Alabama. <laughs> who is that? Is that I don't know? It's just, I mean, like, who is that? The, it's just the that, nerd. Is that your nerd white guy yes, voice? What is nerd. that? I don't know what it is, but my point is, is that Cincinnati didn't belong is, in the playoff last year, they don't belong in the playoff any year. Neither does BYU, neither does, does UCF, neither does Houston, neither do any of these teams. They're going to get smoked. That's why I'm against college football. If you told me that I was getting a top eight of Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, OU, A&M, Texas, LSU, and Clemson that's every what you're year, getting. great. It's not going to be every great. year, but that's what you're getting. Not and by those the specific way, eight schools. And, and, and by the way, here's the other part of this. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Gonzalo Pineda's on the way, manager for Atlanta United, in uh, about 10 minutes. The schools you just mentioned that you dismissed, okay, the Cincinnati's of the world, Baylor's, whoever else, TCU, Utah, whoever else you want to throw out there, they deserve an opportunity to prove that they can at least get their be, ass kicked. No, be oh. a part of this. And then guess what? If they go lose like Cincinnati did, then you go, well, they had their shot. But they deserve the opportunity. No. Let's not just dismiss no, them because all of a sudden. I am a college football elitist. All, that's the problem. You, yeah. want, you want elite programs yes. and you don't want to give yes. everybody a shot. Yes. The playoff with 12 teams would give more people a shot. I wanted to see a, a team get a shot, I watch the NCAA tournament. Well, that's what this is going to turn into, Zeno. You know why? I, I, I don't need it. Because the money is, is too yes. much. I mean, look, I know I'm on the losing side of that argument that Imagine it's going to expand. That. It's going to happen. Imagine you being on Zeno Island again. You know, if you ever came there. Okay, I, I got some great oceanfront property for you. It's fantastic, and the rent is cheap. I'm just saying, I understand it's going to expand for the reason you said. The money is just too great. It will, right? But I am very, very content with the four the way it is. It is interesting. Is coconut w- milk approved on your diet, Zeno? <laughs> it's a laxative, so, you know, it, it, it cleans me out. By the way, you know what this does for me as a degenerate? Let's me know I can only place a future on one of those 15 teams. I was going to say, that and if your team was mentioned, don't tell us you don't have a shot or we're not good enough. That means your coach is not getting the job done because the talent is there. Coming back, Gonzalo Pineda next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dukes and Bell, last night we got a big win as Atlanta United was able to take care of Real Salt Lake. Joining us right now on the show, our manager, Gonzalo Pineda, on the waitforward.com hotline. Uh, Mark Zeno in for Mike Bell. And Gonzalo, first of all, congratulations. A very good victory. I-, I saw where you said to the guys, you needed Warriors. You didn't need them to do anything extraordinary. Can you expound on that a little bit? Because coming off of the loss against Austin, everybody wondered how this team would respond. Yes, thank you very much for for saying that. I mean, uh, I, I felt that, that the team, at times when you really want to come back after a game like the one we had against Austin and, and see the reaction at times, uh, you know, players kind of try to do too much. And, and I, I didn't want that. I didn't need players that want to do everything on their own and try to solve the, all the problems for the team. I want them just to work within the system, uh, fight for every ball, all that, but always uh, with intelligence. So I think that's what I saw, and, and that's what I say that, like, yes, I, I need guys that want to do things, but I need warriors. I need guys that are willing to work, uh, you know, together, and that's what they did. So I think the team did what they supposed to do in a game like this. With the team sort of feeling pressure coming into the match, you know, uh, Ronaldo Cisneros gets a goal in the seventh minute. How much did that relax the guys and allow them to play a little bit freer and looser? Well, I feel like, like yeah, I mean, when, when you put someone like Ronaldo there up front, a guy that is willing to do every effort for others, always running behind, always trying to, to work defensively as well, I think that, uh, you know, gives the players some beneath uh, a little bit more uh, motivation and passion for what they do. So I think uh, Ronaldo's performance was very good, obviously the goals, but also his effort for, for just running for others. It was, it was just great, and, and I felt that the whole team felt very confident with that. 
We're talking with Gonzalo Pineda, manager of Atlanta United. Next up, Orlando on Sunday pregame at 2.30, kicks at 3 o'clock. Joseph Martinez did not start last night. He was not in your starting 11. Is there a reason why? Yes, of course, there's a reason why. <laughs> Can you expound on it for us, Gonzalo? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, uh, I did the same against uh, New York Red Bulls. I mean, we played against Toronto. Then the the next game against New York Red Bulls, I rotate a little bit the lineup uh, just to try to find some balance in fitness versus performance and tactics. So I think I, I used to do that, especially when we have three games uh, in the same week. So I did this time this with uh, Joseph, same as I did two weeks ago. So, yeah, that's that's part of the reason. Gonzalo, I know a lot of United fans are wondering, so I'm asking fourth 17s and the supporter groups who watch and support this team, was he benched? I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Was was Joseph Martinez benched last night for Ronaldo Cisneros? Well, uh, I mean... I normally I don't I don't give a lot of explanations on every player I put on the bench. I mean, to, to be fair, uh, if I open that door, I have to give explanations why no Gudino, why no Alex De Jong, why you know. So I don't normally don't give a lot of explanations on on my my choices. I prefer to talk about the guys that are on the field rather than the guys that are not. Uh, so I can tell you why I put Ronaldo, not why I didn't put uh, Joseph. So I put Ronaldo just because his attributes for this game, his his pace to running behind the defenders, I think it was something that we uh, felt it was important for this game. And that's why I put Ronaldo. Now, why I didn't put Joseph? Well, because I had Ronaldo to do that, that job. I felt also physically Joseph is coming back from a surgery. We still cannot forget that. So in terms of... Uh, fitness levels and you know being in rhythm I think uh, we need to be conscious of the progression physical for Joseph but I would like to expand more on why put players on the field rather than why I don't put players on on the field. Gonzalo thank you for answering that question I appreciate it I think you know our listeners and our fans of Atlanta United appreciate it and I totally understand but I think people wanted you know hear hear your reasoning because uh, our team's been struggling. It was a great win last night, and I totally agree with you about what Gonzalo was able to, or should I say Ronaldo, was able to do last night uh, with his runs and and his ability. Speaking of that, his skill set, is it unique that you really don't – is there anybody else on the roster that can do what Cisneros does, or is it that he has a unique skill set? Well, I think uh, playing as a striker, he's one of the fastest players for the team just in general. Uh, so I think uh, that can can help. Obviously, if I would have everybody available, I can tell you, for example, like if I have uh, Andrew Goodman available right now, probably Caleb Wiley could be an option to play higher on the field and try to stretch the position with his pace as a winger position. But now I don't have Andrew Goodman, so I cannot use and uh, Caleb in that position just to just to get in behind. So I have to kind of manage uh, the balance in the team. So we have very good connectors in the middle, very good uh, passers of the ball and, and brains in the middle, Marcelino, Thiago, Omar, Rosetto for the last game. But at times we are lacking the runs in behind. So that's where I need to balance the team a little bit with Caleb Wiley as a wing back, Aiden McFadden on the right, and then Ronaldo front, but still having a good core of players that can sustain possession and being able to disrupt through passing. So I, I think that's how I think the game, how I can provide balance to my team. You guys had a great defensive effort the entire game, but notably in the second half. After an area that you've struggled in this entire season, 
What did they? Was there anything different that you saw from the team defensively that put forth such a good effort? And and how do you duplicate it? Well, just just the full concentration and the you know the the full awareness of uh, on, on every play. I felt that, for example, if you take as an example the last five eight minutes of the game where they were overloading us with crosses and overwhelming us. I'm sorry, with crosses crosses from far set pieces and all that with a lot of numbers inside our box. Uh, and we were always aware of everything. Every header had a meaning. Every 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 uh, action that we were able to cover the space. Every second ball was for us. Every rebound was for us. We were on the front foot. We were always aware of where is the danger, and we were full committed to to solve the problem. I think at times in different games we've been punished by in those moments when we need to absorb pressure and being able to just just keep the ball outside of our goal, I think at times we are half asleep or we are not as proactive as we were yesterday. So I like that. I like that the game ended like that because that showed that we are capable of defending in that way and be successful. So obviously we always prefer to defend having the ball and having possession, but yesterday was a testament to the team having full concentration in those moments. That's, that's what I want. We defended great those last 10 or 15 minutes of the match, no doubt about it. Gonzalo Pineda, our manager, joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, being very honest and open with us in regards to where this club is. Last night, we beat Salt Lake. Next up is Orlando. And uh, our next six matches, four opponents are in playoff position. These is, this is a big stretch for us, Gonzalo, and I know you're aware of it, and I know our guys are. How are you guys approaching this next, uh, you know, not only the match on Sunday, but also this stretch of matches where we're looking at playoff potential teams? Well, first of all, all that about the, you know, being a playoff team or not a playoff team, I mean, it's hard to measure because the, the both, both conferences are so tight and the difference between a playoff team and not a playoff team is so thin that you never know when you are beating a team that, for example, now we beat RSL, they are in playoff line in the other conference, but are they going to finish there? We don't know. So then did we beat a playoff team or not? Uh, so uh, we don't focus in the games like that. We face every every game at the time, at, uh, you know, at the right time. So now for us, it's only Orlando. We will leave uh, uh, um, um, LA Galaxy for later. Now it's only about Orlando and how we can beat them. Uh, they are a very good team, very physical. They are very fast, athletic players. They play very good. They have very good uh, skills in the final third with Pereira. Um, and, and they have a lot of experienced players. So now is how we we can put our best players together and try to beat them. Uh, that's how we approach the games. And we face game by game. And that's how we're going to approach this game against Orlando. Well, let's go get him. Gonzalo, we appreciate your time today. Great win last night, and uh, I think, you know, we can move forward with all the stuff from last week. These guys have responded thanks to you. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you very much. Absolutely. Gonzalo Pineda, guys, um, again, saying he will not talk about specifics when it comes to why Joseph was not in the starting 11. He would prefer to talk about the guys that were on the pitch, but I thought he was pretty forthcoming there um, in regards to, you know, hey, there are a lot of things that are at work here. And Joseph is, you know, still coming back from injury, et cetera. Either way, Mark Zeno, we've talked about this before we had to break. Big announcement coming up at 4 o'clock. I don't know if those comments from Joseph affected the team or if they didn't. All I know is we won. And that's what needed to happen. You're big on that. Winning? You just care about the results. That's it. That's all life is. I'm a process over results guy. Oh, jeez. Coming up. 
a huge, gigantic, enormous. You want to help me spe- spelling bee champ? Sure. Which word? Uh, I'm looking for adjectives. Oh, well, there you go. Colossal. Mammoth. Very nice. Announcement coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.